You're listening to FamCast, the For All Mankind podcast, with your hosts, the competitive spirit, Trey Simpson, our own devil's advocate, Tim Weber, and the hopelessly optimistic, Trevor Jorgensen. This is FamCast. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to FamCast. This is episode 72, and it has been a wild week. Um just with everything going on in, on in the world. Um, so we're here for another podcast, all, uh, all self-isolating on this glorious Sunday. Tim's getting blinded in the eye. You can just uh, see it. Like, thank, it's crazy. <laughs> thank, thank you, Daylight Savings Time. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's been kind of nuts lately. But there there is some good news, right? Uh, Tim, you've been pretty busy um, with Warzone. Oh man, like let me tell you. <laughs> that's pretty much all you've been up to lately. That's a good freaking battle royale. Like, I, look, I know it's Call of Duty, and people are like, Call of Duty, you know, it's your freaking Call of Duty player. <laughs> but look, that game came out, and on day one, I was 100% expecting bugs, issues, stuff. Shit was as smooth as butter. Yeah, it was. Like, it was smooth. The, the, and without getting into Warzone, because this is not a Warzone podcast, yeah, yeah. but like, it's smooth. It's fantastic. It's a lot of players. It gives you reasons to move around other than just like it's just good. It's just good. Well done to well done to them. And I it's it's just good there. I gotta shut up about it. I've uh yeah, I'm I'm sure we'll be sharing some more of your, your clips soon because it I I haven't played it. I don't have like a huge interest in playing it, mm-hmm. but I especially with Animal Crossing coming out, there's no it's just not not gonna happen at least any trevor's soon. been off the game radar since like june of last year because this Pretty is the, like he's literally only cared about why like, that game got announced he's just like i don't give i don't give a fuck about anything else animal crossing was it yep. no game matters for yeah, and i play it for a week don't care yeah. like animal crossing he's, he's not wrong um but i that it's funny you mentioned that because i actually did play and beat a game this weekend um so you know we're we're especially in Ohio, it's, you know, a little more, we've got a, a few more uh, confirmed cases of, of this uh, COVID-19. So there's, a, there's been a lot happening. We're all supposed to self-isolate, self-quarantine, um, not go out unless you're supposed to kind of stuff. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to stay inside and I'm going to beat a game that I've wanted to for a while. Um, so with Ori and the Will of the Wisps mm. coming out last week, I was like, okay, I need to beat the first. I'll beat the first, jump into the second, right? Right. Like they're, they're uh, Metroidvania style games. I love those kind of games. I've heard it's really emotional, great soundtrack. So I dive in, right? Last night, KB comes over, we order Grubhub. Um, Bro, she gets some those wine. people are going to make bank, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but it also, it also sucks for him. Like I, I hate to rely on them, but yeah, it, they're, they're going to be busy for sure. Um, tip, tip your Grubhub and DoorDash people well. Grocery delivery people well. They're out there uh, getting all germy. Also, make sure you wash your hands when you grab your food because. Um, anyway, Animal Crossing or not Animal Crossing? Uh, Ori, Ori in the the blind forest. So I sit down, I play with KB. She's she's watching, and I get about four hours in right, mm-hmm. and then for I don't know if I had a pause for you know a drink or the bathroom or whatever. I I hit the Xbox menu um, mm-hmm. to to pause, mm-hmm. and I look at the the icon. And it's not Ori in the Blind Forest. I've been playing Ori in the Will of the Wisps, <laughs> the newest one, for four hours. Um, so it, at this point, like, what, like, what do I do? Do I, I, I've already like gotten used to the flow of this game, and I'm, I'm sure it's not entirely different than than right. the first, but I've gotten used to the flow and the abilities. I know, you know, what my goals are. I just decided to bust it out. Like, I'm just going to go through with it. Okay. So that means that I somehow clicked on the, when I started this game up, clicked on it in my game library, saw, saw it, you know, mm-hmm. saw Will of the Wisps, got to the title screen that says Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Still didn't care, apparently. And, uh, and got four hours in. So now I've beaten the sequel without uh, beating the first. Um, Good job. But it's a fantastic game. I, um, I would love to see one of one of you two play it actually because the I played it on on easy just because I know I wanted to get through it before Animal Crossing, mm. uh, but there were still some pretty challenging uh, puzzles. Not not so much the the combat, but the the puzzles definitely. 
Um, yeah. So I'd, I'd like to see you guys. Uh, I don't know if you guys are big Metroidvania fans at all, but. I mean, I like them. I play them quite a bit. Actually, I've been playing the crap out of Symphony of the Night now that it's on my phone. Really? Like, that's like my work game. Like I'll be at work, nice. especially nowadays. You know, we're not busy. Yeah. Dude, I've just, I've just been running through that. It's great. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, playing it's the, the first Orion uh, Game Pass. And nice. With, with XCloud and Game Pass. Yeah. Say. Yeah. I nice combo. It's on XCloud. Yeah, that's sweet, man. That's a good way to play it. it it's something that, uh, you know, you can just sit down and knock out, you know, an area right. real quick. You don't have to, like, I can't do it anymore. Be, be focused for, you know, four hours until you realize right. you're playing the wrong game. Um, so that's what I that's what I've beaten. Trey, I know you've uh, you've been dealing with hero hero bands. Is that what they call them in Overwatch? Yeah, hero bands in Overwatch. Yep. So they ban uh, two DPS, one healer and a tank. Uh, this time around, they did one DPS, one tank, and two healers. So it's very oh. interesting. Yeah. So what does yeah. that mean? So here bands is like they basically remove one one character or two characters. Like your opponent does it, or no? It's Blizzard. It's for everyone. For everyone. Why would so they each do that? week is different? The change up the meta. I mean. I feel like they should just kind of like League and all them and like any MOBA style game, they should just have a rank system where, okay, you guys have your your bands. Like everybody gets to ban one, blah, blah, blah. I feel like that would be a better route to go. Would, I mean, look, I'm not, games I don't know. Take too long. You think it would? Yeah. Like just, just purely because of the banning process? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I think it could also lead to like if you know like what the current meta is, you could just like both teams are banning like the the same. Well, that, and that that happens in like league and smite and all that. That's that's it. But at the same time, that's kind of part of the banning process. Is you have to know. Do you think the enemy is going to ban this person? Because if so, maybe you ban somebody else that you don't like to go against in hopes that like that's that's actually part of the game at that point. It's, I don't think there's enough heroes. And maybe that's tail. true because, like, yeah, yeah there's a that's ton a good of point. There's definitely a difference in stuff. number. Yeah, but it's um, it's it's nice. I I like it. I mean, it changes up yeah. every week, keeps things fresh. You know, removes characters that like the first week they removed May, which was awesome. <laughs> well, that's and that's the thing. Like, that's what would like if I'm a, a, a player. Like, uh, I let's say I'm really good with McCree. Right, like, yeah. like he's literally pretty much all I can play. I've spent my whole time playing this guy. Well, now I just basically don't want to play Overwatch for a week because he's banned. Yeah, that could be. You know, versus where people. I'm going to have some games where I can play him today and some games where I can't because people are going to ban him, but some people won't ban him. I don't know. I feel like there's a mix there, but I guess I, I mean the only the only good news is that I mean you're just going to have to be a well-rounded player. You have to play around those yep, those bans. Exactly. So I guess that is what it is. Exactly. Yeah. So we we've all been busy with different games leading up to uh, the big release this this Friday. Um, Doom, so excited! And you you, you kind of mentioned uh, mentioned this earlier, uh, Tim being being slow at work, retail yeah. just kind of being slow, and that that's probably a, a good segue into one of our two topics today. So for for episode seventy two, kind of wanted to, uh, to to discuss two different things because I don't think they really deserve a, a whole episode on their own necessarily. Um, and I'm glad that we postponed this because we were going to record this one last week, actually. Um, so the first part of this, uh, we'll be discussing, uh, kind of the future of GameStop, uh, since there's been a lot of news about, uh, GameStop recently, kind of where we see that, uh, where, where we see that going. Um, and then the second part, um, talking about the future of E3. Um, so even before it was announced, it, it was kind of sketchy because all these other, uh, conferences, GDC, uh, Emerald City Comic Con, um, a lot of other conferences were getting canceled. Um, so it, it made sense and it's the, the right move of the, the ES, ESA to, to cancel it. Um, so I'm glad we held off so we can discuss the, uh, what the official cancellation means, uh, for the right. future of E3. Um, but we'll get into that. Um, so starting off with, with GameStop. Um, I don't, I don't know if this warrants like a disclosure, but all three of us used to work for GameStop in, you know, various roles. Um, so I, I want to try and stay as like, I, I want to tell personal stories here. Um, but also try and stay as like, I guess, unbiased as possible. I'm not going to go on here and, of course. and rant just because of personal opinions. Like, um, I, I am 
curious. Um, when when's the last time each of you have been into a GameStop? Uh, I went last week for um to buy a power cable. That's about it. Oh, okay. So pretty recently. Yeah. When I pre-ordered the Last of Us Two Collector's Edition. You you went in physically. Yeah, that was the, the Ellie I, uh, edition. Well, no, because I did that in Resident Evil Three at the same time, so that that's when it was. So whenever the gotcha. collector's edition of Resident Evil Three went live, so that announcement, that's the last. Because I mean, I like rushed in there and yeah, made sure to get that. Gotcha. Okay, and for me, I think it was when Tim, you were up here for something, but we bought Mario Party. Uh, we bought Mario Party. Yeah. Um, at a GameStop because they definitely broke street date and released it at like 9 p.m. Whether they realized um, it or not, I didn't care. <laughs> yeah, because so Nintendo's definitely um, um, very strict on on their like early open or early releases. It's like 12, 12 a.m. Like you're not you're not doing it at 11.55. You're not doing it at 9 p.m. You're doing it at midnight. Uh, when the game officially launched, if not the next day, and Nintendo is very known to actually yeah. do early releases versus ne- like midnight. Yeah, and that's fair because like the the majority of their audience, um, at least when when you think of Nintendo, is is a younger audience, right? So there's it used to be. I'm pretty sure it's now just us. It's shift. <laughs> I would say it's shifting just because we're we're the ones that grew up with it, right? Um, so I think that has kind of shifted with us. Um, like, think about how many kids are actually probably excited for Animal Crossing. Like, zero. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, this is a... Uh, <laughs> our generation, like, needs this right now. Um, actually, the world needs this right now. Let me let me correct. The kids are looking um, like, wow, a so like where where are the guns at where's animals. the where's the drop zone? Right. Wait, you're telling me there's no murder? Animal no, Crossing like Battle like Royale. Bruh. Oh, imagine you have to go around beating people with shovels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You just like down. capture their heads with the, the bug net. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that could work. Like, that would, I would play that. Oh my gosh. Oh man, no, I completely just, got off topic here. Sneak um, up behind somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the last time I was in was for uh was for Mario Party, which was mm. what, a year and a half ago, maybe? Mm. Something like that. Yeah. I, I don't go in too often. And I guess that's kind of what I was getting at. So you go in there uh, anymore and it's it's not what it used to be when five years ago, or I guess, what, six years ago now, when, when we worked there, um, or at least when, when me and Tim worked there, it was a much different uh, store layout. Um, you had games, like that's, that's what it was. You might sell a, a few statues or um, maybe some Funkos, um, but there wasn't really a whole lot of merch. Right. Um, but you go in it there was, now, yeah. And it's it's almost like it shifted. Like you've got the the games lining the wall, obviously, but everything else in the middle, it's Funkos, uh, shirts, pajamas. Uh, uh, what's collectibles? Any yeah, collectibles? Yeah, collect- I mean, that- yeah, just kind of put it all under collectibles, toys. Um, and it's really shifted. It it makes me think of like a uh, like a Suncoast or a uh, Fye. You know, yeah, like it's, yeah, yep. That's pretty much what that store is, and you don't see those around anymore. So I don't know why they are trying to adopt that model. Um, I don't know. Well, like we when we were there towards the later part of our career, there, yeah, um, they uh, they shifted to the tablets and smartphone things, right? Yeah, and they're still like if- there, but I don't think it's nearly as relevant. Like, like, as in, it's. I don't think it's going well for them. Because I know, I know, according to some reports, you have people just be like, hey, what kind of phone do you have in your pocket? Do you want to sell it? Like, the employees are, like, doing that shit. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a, a, a good talking point, too. So not only has the, um, not only has the store layout shifted, but um, I guess it hasn't maybe changed so much as it's being reinforced. Because when, when, when we worked there, there's definitely a heavy um influence over selling pre-orders and subscriptions right uh subscriptions right. to uh meaning the the power up pro card so right $15 a month or uh $15 for the uh, the pro card get you the magazine and everything yep. and just selling pre-orders mm-hmm. um but now it seems like they're they're kind of cracking down on not only that but also just like store numbers uh, mm-hmm. as a whole which we we never really there's obviously a focus from like the management side. So like 
you know, my, myself and, and Tim, we had to focus on those things just to look for trends, but we were never like, Hey, why aren't you, um, you know, why aren't you asking for these right. types of trade-ins? Um, and like Tim said, according to reports, it sounds like they're pretty much asking people like, Hey, what, what phone do you have right now? You should trade that in and just like, you know, and put that towards like a new console. Like there, there, there's a very heavy, um, what's the word I'm looking Emphasis. for? I guess a drive. There's a, there's a big drive for mobile trade-ins. So, mm. uh, phones and tablets. Yeah, which is interesting because I don't, I mean, working where I do now, I don't hear a whole lot of people saying, oh, yeah, I got this phone from GameStop. I want to activate it or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I um, can't imagine their mobile sales actually going well. I don't, I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but yeah. I also don't imagine any sales at GameStop going well. So. Uh, and that's, I mean, they're, they're big. The way that GameStop makes makes money is from from pre-owned, right? They they make right. little to nothing on, on new markup, consoles, correct. new games. It's all about the the circle of life, um, you know, selling the the game for the new game for sixty bucks, giving uh, someone thirty dollars if they trade it in, but then selling it again for fifty five, and you've got you know your your twenty five dollar profit. I hope right. that math was there, uh, was was right. I just it was good job. <laughs> good because it's it's been a wild day. Um, and you used to get a discount on those pre-owned games. Well, you don't now. If you're, so you used to, if you're a Power Pro member, you get 10% off. So, okay, let I me mean, let's be realistic. If you're given an option to buy a new game for 60 and a pre-owned game for 55, you're, I don't know why you would just not pay the extra $5, right? So and and that and that that depends, right? Like people like me and you like yeah, we're we're going to do the um the, the new game just because we like right. having new in our collection. But there are some people like you do that $5 savings enough. Like you're basically saving up enough for, you know, a game on its own, another pre-owned well, game. Right. That. And you also, it's a return policy of the pre-owned game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so you can abuse you can that for it. sure. Right. So you just buy it, play it, beat it, return it. And, and me, when I worked there, I didn't care. Like yeah. do what you want. It doesn't matter to me. Like I really don't. Um, I mean, that's just, that's, that's the policy. Do what you want. That's the whole point, yeah. purpose of it. Um, but I feel like not, not to be like a professional, cause I'm not a professional salesman or anything like that. Right. But from my experience that I do have, they're going about it all wrong. Yeah. Like you don't, the, if you start product puking, like they basically want their employees to do, people are turned off by that completely like it's just a bad method there's a difference between asking everyone every time and uh um yeah like you said just kind of like being being kind of forceful with it um right so gamestop's not in a good place right now and i think we've we've known that for a while right i think link um Last year, they announced that they're closing 200 stores, uh, probably some more this year. I don't, I don't have an exact number. Um, and their stocks, um, I think last when I checked earlier today, they were trading somewhere around like 350 with, with all the, the COVID-19 stuff that, that could be fluctuating, but uh, somewhere around like the 350 range. Um, but five years ago, they were like in the 40s and 50s. So right. in just that short period, they've, they've dropped quite a bit. Um, they've seen turnover really kind of from, from all, all levels of, uh, of their employees. I mean, you know, me and Tim, uh, know, and Trey, you probably know that the, the turnover rate for just game advisors kind of entry level, it's so high. Yeah. Um, and there's not really, huh? You're replaceable. Yeah. There's, uh, they have enough kids. Uh, either in high school or fresh out of high school that are they want to get in a GameStop because you know they love video games and and it was a fun job don't don't get me wrong like it's it's fun working around something that that you you love right um, but they have so many applicants come in that they don't really care if they they lose their their temporary work that's really what it is right. very part time work because um, there were times even when uh, at at our location that there wouldn't be anyone in the store right. You know, and, and most of the time you, you hope for at least like one person in the store to, at, mm. at a time. Um, but yeah, I, there were three hour periods and it sounds like right. that's kind of, we, we were at a smaller store to begin with, but that seems more commonplace now with any store to I just mean, go periods a, at a time. Right. And as like an employee there, especially like a GA or whatever you were, I mean, there were weeks where we had some GAs just not scheduled hours for yeah. the whole week. Yeah. Like, 
so extremely part-time. So I, I think be- between, um, you know, district and, and store managers kind of harping down on, on the employees like, hey, you need to be, you know, asking every single person for their, their phone trade-in, um, asking them for their, their pre-orders, their subs, instead of, um, Tim, you're going to hate me for this, but uh, discovering the, uh, uh, the, the value um, it, or finding the, the value for them in, instead oh, of, uh, you know, just kind of pitching everything, throwing everything at the right. wall, seeing if it sticks. Um, low hours, no one coming into the store, people probably coming into the store and be like, Hey, like I, I've heard all these game stops are closed. And like, are you going to have a job? Um, yeah, I've seen all sorts of stories like that on Reddit. Um, and it's that it doesn't seem like a, a good or a, morale wise, probably not the, right. the the highest morale, uh, which again, doesn't help your company go in the right direction. Right now, now granted, look, I haven't been to GameStop in a little bit and the GameStop I do go to, I've never felt pressured, right? I've never had that sense yeah. of, of what I hear online. Yeah. Um, 90% of the stories you're ever going to hear online from any business is going to be negative. It doesn't matter what the business is. 90% sure. of what you're going to see, what you're going to read is going to be negative. So not all GameStops are like how we're describing it, right? Yeah. The local GameStop I have by me is pretty cool. They're pretty chill. I don't know what kind of pressure they're on under from like the, the corporate side of things, mm-hmm. but I've never felt the pressure on me as a consumer there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there are some pretty chilling like stories and, and look, I've read into some things like there was one guy I watch on YouTube talking about, and he does nothing but just complain about GameStop. And I'm talking just straight bashes them yeah. about every little thing. Right. And like, I actually defended GameStop from this guy because like he's talking about how there is this policy letter and he's like everything in this letter is completely bs and like this is this is bad this is them lying to you corporates lie their corporates lying to to the employees and like one of the things was talking about how they lie to consumers about um the power-up card right so just an example this is a good one you'll appreciate this okay so there's two forms of the power-up card right there's a free version and there's a paid version yeah the guy like in the YouTube channels, like, look, they won't even tell you there's a free one. They're going to only pitch you the one that costs money. And the only time they will bring up the free one is if you say no to that one that costs money. They are lying to you because there's a free one, but they will not talk to you about it unless you say. And I'm like, that's called sales 101. Yeah. Like you, you don't you, you don't pitch low and hope to get high. Yeah. Like that's just how that works. They're like so there are there are people that don't understand how things are either that just blow things yeah. up out of proportion. Oh for sure. And I I get caught um defending GameStop. I And it, and you're like you're, <laughs> I don't know how to feel about it. Cuz we like but between all of us like we can we can talk about our stories and you know if we're disgruntled about something like we can make we can make jokes but then when when someone complains like if I'm at work or something and someone's like oh GameStop's you know screwing me over they only gave me you know ten dollars for this game and I'm like do you not understand how a business like this works like right. it's dependent on the demand of that game how many do they already have in stock mm-hmm. like it, it's a business like they're not it's there to make you money they're there Correct. to make themselves money like it's Correct. It, yeah, it's, the whole trade in prices thing's always like I'm just like you guys just you're just you're mad because you don't get it. Yeah, and it's that they, simple. I mean, they want to be able to trade in a game for fifty dollars, right? It, that's just not yeah, how. Yeah, and I'd be like, I tell you what, go start a business. You go under that model. You see how long yeah. you last. Yeah, exactly. Do it. I dare you. So we we've kind of talked about how the um, how the store has changed over the past couple of years. How the the employees are, are currently. Um, uh, kind of, I guess, being treated uh, for lack of a better term. Um, right. They even just laid off some uh, district managers uh, lately. Um, but I, I kind of wanted to get into something else because we want to talk about the the future of GameStop, not really right. how it is right now. So looking looking forward, um, we've kind of seen uh, like some pictures and and some talk around these new store models that they're they're testing out, right? Mm. Um, and I think the only ones that I don't even know if they're alive, but they're at least like test stores are in Oklahoma, I believe. Okay. Um, but they're, they're more social hubs. So think, uh, like game arena in Hilliard, Ohio, right. It's, they're trying to make it more of a land center. So they're basically clearing out all that empty or not empty space. They're making empty space in the middle of the stores for like rows of computers and gaming chairs or like couches and TVs for people to go in, hang out and play 
board games, Smash Brothers, uh, Fortnite, whatever it is, they want that mm -hmm. to be a gathering place. Um, and I just, I don't see that. I don't see it going well. Um, I know. Yeah. Like there are already, there are already places for that. I, I'm, and I guess it, it's different for us. It might be maybe marketed towards kids that don't have high end uh, PCs or maybe people that are looking for um, people to play uh, tabletop games with. I'm, I'm not saying it's, you know, outright dumb and nobody's going to want to do it. But from a business standpoint, what do you what do you see that changing? They're going to become a glorified babysitter. Yeah, yep. that's what it's going to wind up being. Exactly. If I mean that happened without it looking like they're trying to go to anyway. We we had kids get dropped off all the time. All the time. Every Saturday morning, car pulls up, kids get out, and they're just on the demo stations for hours. Yep. Um. So with Rose of now, I did read that they actually have to be um, power up members to be able to to play. Um, so it's not like it's $15 it's, it's free, but it's not free. Um, right. So you you do need at least that, but still, I you have the people in the store, but you're not you're not driving sales. Could you imagine that though? Like imagine you working there, car a van pulls up. Yeah. Eight, eight year olds get out of that van. They all have their power up card and they're just like, we're here to play Fortnite. Yeah. And they get on and then you just, you literally have to watch them. Yeah. And you have to card them if they're, you know, if kids want to play something, you know, mature. Oh, right. Um, like that, that could I, be a whole issue. Man, like, I just don't see it working out. I, oh, look, I get it. They, they, they know they need to do something. They know they need to do something. Like yeah. they're and they're trying. I, I will give them the credit that they are trying. I'm yeah. not saying it's going to work because I don't think it will. But they are. They're, I mean, they're trying. I guess I don't know. I just, I, I'm very curious as, as to what the the thought process is behind it. Because, like I said, you're driving traffic into your store, which I guess could potentially drive sales just from people right. being there. But if, if you're going there with the sole intention of, hey, I'm going to play Call of Duty on this computer for two hours and then leave, there's right. not really a whole lot of incentive for me to buy anything there. Right. Um, or they start selling snacks and especially if you, stuff. <laughs> right. You have to open up the concession stands. Right. Um, oh, like there's too many other places that already do what they're doing. And just with the, I don't know, like you your video over uh, like streaming services for, for gaming. You don't even right. need a high-end PC to, to right. play some of these games anymore. So I, so I I don't think that that's the direction to go in. So, right. And Trey, like, I'm sure you can speak on this. So you go, you, you, you've been to Gamerine a lot, right? And I you've seen, yeah. right. And you see, like, it's a massive place. Mm -hmm. like, the store's not small. It's big. And even it can only hold so many people, right? right? So, it, like, for our store that we used to work at GameStop, imagine them trying to turn that into something like that. It's not going to work. You can't. Yeah. So, are they going to really invest money into just bigger plots to try to make this work? So, are you going to spend more money when you're already, like, down a ton to try to, like, no. is, is this just your last-ditch yeah, effort? Like, I think this is their last-ditch effort, for yeah. sure. I, I don't see this working at all. Especially so uh, with everything kind of going towards uh, towards di digital too, like like think about how big Fortnite is. You don't need to uh, you know pay anything to play Fortnite, and even More if so. you do, even if you do want to pay, you know with V Bucks like you've seen on people's bills, Tim, uh, when they charge that it to mom so and dad's funny. phone bills. Um, uh, good times. Even even when you do pay for for V Bucks or whatever kind of in game currency you want to buy. GameStop's not making any profit on it. Like, yeah, you can go to the store and buy those cards, but they're they're hardly making anything on that, um, right? If anything at all, I, I I don't know what the what the ratio is on that. Um, it's just free to play games. Things going digital like Game Pass and different streaming services. It's it's going to be hard for for GameStop to survive because it's right. it's easier for other places like like Best Buy. Um, they they don't just sell video games; they sell electronics. They're right. they're more um, diversified in their uh, in their assets there. But GameStop, like that's what you got. You got games, right. and when the industry as a whole goes digital, and you're kind of relying on this gathering hub of computers and tabletop games and merchandise collectibles i just you're, you're not gamestop anymore right you're not you're this up and like it, it, 
your FYE. It's interesting. Your FYE, right. What's what's interesting is like with the free-to-play model that they have, and I think more games will do this because I think the free-to-play model that's proper works the best. So you have like Fortnite and Warzone, both free-to-play, right? Um, and what makes it work really well is you don't have to spend money to get into the game, but you release these battle passes, right? Completely optional purchases. You yeah. do not have to do it. But if you do one every quarter of the year, that's and that's and it's fifteen dollars every quarter of the year. Within a year, you're going to get your sixty dollars from that person. That person gains some in-game stuff. That's the whole purpose of them doing it, right? But then at year two, now everything else is profit. I think that's the best way to go because you're making it to where it's not about the one purchase. It's about making you stand out, and people want to stand out. So with that kind of model, you're gonna you're really gonna have to fight. Like you go to GameStop to do all this stuff. Like you said, like what's the pur- what's the purpose? Yeah like to to buy a game that you don't need to buy um like i watched a video and it was pretty funny because it was a game video or game like it's not a game stop they're making fun of game stores though and they're just like well do you want to buy this dlc card from us um and the guy's like why would i buy it here when i can go do the same thing on my xbox with just yeah. my and he's like he's like well do i get anything extra for buying it from you guys no do I get any extra in-game content? I and mean, is there any reason for me to buy this from you guys other yeah. than you want to sell it to me? And there's like, you get a cool plastic card with a code on it. Yeah. Even just thinking um, from like a, it, it sounds silly when you say it out loud, but thinking about the, think about the customer effort. So I can either go on my Xbox and just click buy and it, mm-hmm. it just downloads like, cause my payment information is saved right. Buy. I don't have to put in any code taking this card that you could potentially lose, or sometimes they print it on the receipt too, right? So something you could potentially lose, and then I have to go in and I have to type this out. I have Which to type the out, the, yeah. Every, nobody likes typing in codes. Um, so even just from an effort standpoint, why, why would you buy from a brick and mortar? The other hurdle GameStop's gonna have in this thing, so let's say they go this route. Yeah. And you have, you, you move to a new city, and you have two options, you have, this new place, hey, this new place just opened up, and it's essentially Game Arena, right? It's a yeah. new place, uh, brand new, no naming on it, just a new new, new place. Or you have GameStop doing the exact same thing. Yeah. GameStop has a bad rep. Where do you think they're going to go? They're going to go to the new place, right? Like, would you not go to the new place over GameStop? Like, if you heard that two places doing the exact same thing, yeah. one's GameStop, one's this new place for, like, a mom-and-pop shop. Yeah. I'd feel like most people would choose the mom and pop shop just because of all the negativity negativity surrounding GameStop as it is. Yeah. Like they're going to have to do something. If they're going to go this route, they need something more than just that. They need a new board member. A new board member, you say? Yeah. Someone like Reggie. What? So that that was kind of interesting too, right? Like I don't... I didn't see anything like that coming, but I, no, I guess Reggie's, at all. Reggie's not done with video games after all, I guess. Um, so it's just interesting because like, why? <laughs> so Reggie, like, Reggie Fizeme joined GameStop's board of directors last week um, in an attempt to basically save the, he, and he's not the only one. There, there are other people that joined. I don't know who they are. It's Reggie though. Like he's, he's the one that, that we, we know. And I mean, love. it's like, Points um, to them just because it's Reggie alone. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I saw him join us like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, it's just, yeah. And I I don't know. I don't know what that's going to lead to. I don't know what ideas he has up his sleeves. Better ideas than than what the company has now, I'm sure. It's true. Probably. Um, like you said, Tim, I'm, I'm glad that they're at least trying and they're not just mm-hmm. like going the way of... Um, I feel like they're kind of in the middle because you've got places like Blockbuster, right? That that went out of business because they they didn't um, they didn't change with the times, right? Right. Uh, there are things like Netflix out there that um, you know beat them beat them to the punch. They tried to do that, right? Like they tried to went with yeah, that format. It just it was so little, late in the game. Yeah, too late. You you've got to you've got to see that change before it's it's here. Right. Um, so I'm hoping that's not the case with GameStop because I feel like they're. They've been in in turmoil for for quite a quite a while now, and I'm I don't want to see GameStop go under. Um, you know, I think it is good to have a a place to to buy video games physically. Um, I just don't know how that works in in a digital era. Right. Um, so we'll we'll see we'll see what what Reggie has in store for us. Um, That's all we can do is wait. Yep. 
Um, but thinking of Reggie um, and thinking of the photo we didn't get with him at E3 multiple times. Twice um, at least. If not <laughs> um, leads us to, to E3, right? E3. So like, like I mentioned earlier, we're actually going to um, do this podcast last week. But then two days after our, our recording um, of our Xbox podcast episode, um, you had announced that E3 was canceled. Yeah. So, which surprisingly was this was the only E3 we weren't sure if we were going to. It worked like we out were really on the fins. I'll say it, it worked out right because um, on on one hand, it's the the next it's the year of the next gen consoles, right? And we're getting E3, next gen time. in like half a year, right? A little over half a year, but half a year. Um, so there's the there's that to where we could go there and potentially get hands on with the next gen. Um, which I don't, I don't know if even that would happen or we don't go because the, uh, you know, so many people are, so many people are pulling out. Um, there's a a global pandemic that granted this is before it was canceled. Um, there's, there's just so much going on. It's like, we just better not go. Right. What do we really, they also reduced the gamer pass by a day. That, that that was a big, that that's kind of what killed it for me. Yeah, I I knew that that's what what killed it for Tim, and honestly, it, it killed it for me too. Because we make a we make a week long trip out of it most of the time. We'll go Saturday to Saturday, because um, Sunday you've got the Bethesda party. Oh, uh, and um, that's the reason to go in itself. Oh, oh my, my gosh, be E three man party. That was like, always so fun. Bethesda could have their own thing, and I would just fly to that and yeah. call it a day. Yeah, we can do that if yeah you know if we're Todd Howard. <laughs> invite me <laughs> invite me vip um it, it was just because like what was great is the first day of e3 so you know you had three days the first day when we go there it was a lot of scoping things out it was yep. we do some things for sure but it was a lot of scoping things out that way day two day three we had a plan and like last year we executed that plan fucking flawlessly like it went so well so it's for them to like kill it for a day it was, I was thinking, it's like, we're just, you're not, we're going to be able to play five games total. Yeah. Though Bethesda Party and my Cocoa Puff ice cream will be dearly missed. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's, it's more than, to me, E3 is more than just like waiting in line to play the, the games coming out that fall. Right. It's right. about the, uh, the people that we see too. Like it's, it's one of the, the few gaming conventions that we go to throughout the year to where we can uh, see old friends, make new ones. Meet Todd Howard and Kojima and Phil Spencer. Um, Like those are... Phil Spencer rain on my freaking VR dream. That's cool. Those are experiences that we would have never had otherwise without for E3. Um, But I I don't know if it's coming back. I I don't really really don't. I don't feel like there's a need for it to come back. Like, don't get me wrong. I would love to do it. Like, even if Microsoft's like, hey, look, E3 is no longer a thing, right? Right. But we're going to do We still want to do something. Yeah. We still want to do something. So we're going to run these fan fest drawings like we do every year. And we'll, we'll, we'll fly, or you, you got to fly yourself, but you'll get entrance into our Microsoft studio. We'll show you everything in private. You get an own thing. I would do that every year. Yep. I would too. And even and if it's not that, oh, sorry, what? No, I was like, and I'll get my Cocoa Puff ice cream. I really just want right. an excuse to go down there and get that ice you just cream. Just want to get excuse LA I can again. get. Um, yeah, it's um, there. There's a few different ways it could go, right? I think one of the the exciting things that I've seen, um, all these people basically going the route that Nintendo took, what 10, 15 years ago yeah. with a Nintendo Direct. I don't know how long ago that was. Uh, probably about ten years, if I had to take a guess. Um, cause they haven't been to E3. They've, they've been there to show their games, but not for their conference for a very right. long time. Right. And why should they, when you can right. just show it to everyone in the world, right. Online streaming on house, Twitch, YouTube, comfy. Twitter, everywhere. Not waiting in line for five hours. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it makes sense that, you know, all, all the, the big, uh, companies would, would do something like this to where Xbox would have. And uh, Sony PlayStation's already started something like that. They right. have their own like little directs. Um, but maybe we see, uh, they, I don't know. They're kind of a, a weird case because they've been kind of radio silent for a while, um, which makes me even more excited for whatever they, they have next. Um, but even Square, you know, companies like Square and Ubisoft, what's to stop them from doing a, a direct, um, you know, once a quarter or, or, or right. two times right. a year? And even for, I, I think the, the, the part 
that sucks is when it comes to indie games, right? Um, oh yeah. So indie games, they don't really have the, they might not have the the same budget to for some, you know, extravagant Nintendo Direct style thing, right? Um, and they rely on on conferences uh, like this to get their games published. Um, I, I think it's definitely if it hurts anyone, it it hurts lots of people involved. Even think about like the the crew members and janitors that work this uh, this big convention all week long. That that might be one of their biggest gigs uh, of the year, and now they just don't have that. Right. So it's impactful for people that we might not think of right away. Um, but I, I especially think of the uh, the indie games, and I'd love to see someone um, put together some some indie game showcases, right? Because I would watch right. that for sure. I would love right. to see a, a, you know, a quarterly showcase on indie games that are coming out. Um, I think everything should go this, this way, uh, this, this direct style route. Um, it makes it accessible uh, for everyone. Um, granted, I guess Maybe. E3, mm. E3 from a conference standpoint was accessible from uh, by everyone for the most part before, but um, it just seems easier to just do it Let's just all stay at home. Watch this yeah, there's, live. There's at this point, there's no reason to have E3. I mean, it's it's clearly it's been dying off. Everyone's doing their own thing. Um, as much as I love going to it, um, it's also very expensive for not only the consumer and the people, but also for um, companies to fly out their own staff, hire their own staff bring their games over, have a build ready to go in time to show it off. Cause it's like, why spend the thousands of dollars on LA's time where you can spend little to no money to have your own convention on your own time and stream it live or have it at a place where you can afford it yeah. and you can control the environment. Right. Yeah. There's just no point. Like E3 is, yep. there's no point in having E3 anymore. So it, I saw I saw something on on Reddit the other day, and it kind of, kind of made me think. Um, and I'll I'll ask you guys first before I get into it. When when we went to E three for the first time, was it the way that you imagined it when you were like twelve, thirteen years old? Twelve, thirteen, no, no. But was it the way I imagined it was going to be when I went? Yes. Okay. Like so twelve, thirteen year old me was like, oh my god, I'm going to be able to. I want to go there so bad. I'll get a meet all these cool people, I'll get to play all the games, I'll yeah. get to do all these things, and it'll be, you know, not wall-to-wall people. It'll basically be just for me, and I'm yeah. so excited. Well, and back then, it probably yeah. was the case because <laughs> it was, it was just press. So That's it probably true. was the case for some people, and I'm still I'm still kind of, I don't know. We we had some some rude people I would say that uh, didn't didn't welcome consumers at the uh, the convention. That is so um, true. Yeah, I mean, it's understandable. I mean, it's Looking it's been their their convention guy. for the longest time, and then they're like, you know what? We're going to bring in the the people, and they're like, fuck, you know, just like yeah. Oh, that's still kind of not an excuse to be not an excuse to be rude to people though. Yeah, that was the part that was pretty shitty. Um, but I, I read something on Reddit that basically said PAX is what I expected E3 to be as a kid. Um, yeah. And I thought that that was a pretty good point. So if you if you want that E3 experience and you were never able to go, PAX is a... PAX is, is fun. Is a great time. And yeah, I PAX think that probably is more of what I what I envisioned E3 being um, because you have all these, all these games to play. You've got uh, panels and... Tons um, of indie games too. Yeah, Tons. I mean that's. I think PAX is uh is very much alive and um and still, I, I think there's still room for it to grow. Um, PAX East, PAX I think they. Yeah, there we go. PAX Ohio, PAX PAX Central. PAX, PAX is a global event. It happens what five times a year. Four. I think you've got, got PAX missing. South, PAX East, PAX West. PAX West. Uh, unplugged and Australia. Yeah. I'd be fun to go to. Actually, we should look into unplugged because that's only uh right over in Pennsylvania. That'd be actually pretty fun to go to. That's super close. Yeah, yeah. we could make that work. Um but yeah, it's a road it, trip. If you want, that would be kind of fun actually. Yeah, for the fan experience, it's definitely more 
more of a, a thing to go to PAX. E3 has always been about like even when I went there, like our first time, like I was I was straight up there for business. Like, granted, I was there for have fun and whatnot, but I was yeah. Trey's over there, there trying to actually do things and do and do things and like yeah, we're gonna do this stuff. We're gonna it's gonna help us grow. I'm over there like games. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't yeah. care. Nothing will beat the uh, uh, the first year that we went to E3. Oh yeah, I, I think to that. we climbed a mountain. I almost died. Oh, so good. So I I don't see much of a future for E3 at least in the the form that it that we know it as. Um, There's no point. There's no but point. excited to excited to see what what the future holds. But definitely so definitely go to Pax. Pax is amazing. Pax is and it's cheaper. Hmm. And cheaper. Yeah. Cheaper. And yeah. with it's a great being, experience, like Trey said, with there being uh, locations, uh, four of them in obviously in, in the United States, so still not. Convenient for everyone, but if you do live in the states, there at least there's at least one that's semi close to you, yeah, or at least closer than the others. I guess if you live, it just, uh, dude, it'll be heartbreaking if E3 does die. Like I get it, like I do, I get it, but like this is something I've watched since G4, since I was a kid. Yeah. Like yeah, growing up, that was the one time of the year I always made sure to watch every yeah. every time. That was I got excited for the first or second week of June every yeah, year for back sure. it'll be sad to see it go but i think now that like companies are realizing that they can do their own uh nintendo style directs i we could yeah. you know all these companies can spread this out throughout the year on their I own have, time i don't know i think that's what is mainly where i'm seeing it and i think pax is definitely more of the better thing to go to if you're a fan because like nintendo will be there they'll have their own little booths right. and setups stuff like that like they don't bring those massive setups like they did at e3 but it's like they can afford to bring a couple setups and like something smaller to a pax and not burn a bunch of money you know i i think the best way to do it is go to a pax toward like pax east which is like the beginning of the year right or Mm -hmm. well pax uh south South. i think technically is january but go to one towards the beginning go the one towards the end that way you get whatever's here in the beginning and they've now some big stuff in between the year, you'll get to play that at the end. Since, yeah. <laughs> since the, we're assuming E3 is basically gone, yeah, I'm like trying to schedule this out in my brain. Yeah, now now that uh, E3 is gone, I can try and convince Tim to uh, go to Japan once everything clears up. Oh man, yeah, not going there right now. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere right now. I'm, I'm staying directly in this house. Like I'd love to go to TGS. I would absolutely love to go to TGS one year. Uh, to- TGS would be cool. cool. I'd love really to go fun. to CES. CES would be fun. Yeah, CES would be See fun. See all the new electronics. Oh, glorious. Yeah. And that'd be a little bit different than what we've gone to in the past. So it would. You get to play with some weird, cool things. We could see like, ah, CES. I want to go to CES. Yeah. A foldable television. The yes. size of a thumbtack. Money. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much all I had. I know it's not the, the most... It's really... Thinking, thinking on it to where the, the world kind of needs some positivity right now. We kind of picked two kind of depressing topics. That's fine. Um, but I but think they were... they topics. They are. They're realistic, and I, I think they're, they're worth discussing. Because um, it, might, it might be a, a downtime right now for, for both GameStop and E3, but um, the, the dark... The, what is it? What the, what's the Batman thing? The night is darkest just before the dawn, something like that. Mm. Some sort of positive thing that I can insert right here to make Trevor it saying that. I mean, Animal Crossing who knows? Like maybe already. E3 comes back. It's called something mm. different, and it's going to be more fan focused. And companies do decide, like, hey, you know, we'll we'll bring in smaller setups to this. We'll yeah. support that, be, yeah. but we're not going to bring in massive setups and all this other stuff. And we're not going to rush our our people to right. make some kind of playable build for these people. Like maybe it'll be like a small little showcase, but I think the direct style is the future. It's just the way things are going to be like PlayStation experience. Like that, they, they have that thing. It's in like New York, right? Or was sure. that also in California? I can't remember. Who knows? But yeah, like PlayStation has like their own thing that they do. Microsoft has their own thing that they do. Who, who else? EA is even out of it. They have their own thing that they do. In EA Hollywood. jerks. But like, whether it be a smaller convention or it be it online, I'm excited either way. So bring on the could games. be more fam orientated. 
It could be more Famicom is taking over E3. Yeah, we're gonna just That's take fine. over. We don't yeah. care. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're we're a little more central. It's a little cheaper for everybody to get here. So, yeah. Yeah, come on, come on to Ohio, guys. Yep. We're here. Facts. For we'll we'll call it facts instead of packs. Yeah. <laughs> facts central. Man. Any uh, any closing remarks on uh, either GameStop or E3 before we uh, wrap this episode up? Yeah. Uh, yeah no. <laughs> GameStop. I'm definitely more sad over E3 than GameStop. Oh, easily. Yeah. Um, easily. I don't I see GameStop pulling out of what's happening. Like, I feel GameStop is definitely the next Toys R Us. But E3, it was good. I got. I'm happy I got to go at least a few times. Bucket list, man. To go. Bucket list but item for sure. For sure. It hurts. It does. When that when it, if it officially happens, it's like okay, we're just done with we'll E3 s- forever. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna we'll still have uh, watch parties, you know, as yeah, they do course. these digital events. We'll still have. Hopefully, they decide to do it. If if they can at least line it up to where like, hey, we're gonna we're basically gonna do E3 without E3, like without the ESA, and we're just gonna have each day that week is gonna be a new. Uh, They'll have virtual rooms where for virtual reality headsets where you can virtually yeah. be there. Um, someone's already working on that for one of the hotel lobbies for E3. Just for That's everyone awesome. to like go hang out and. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I think it'd be cool if they did, uh, like if they decided to make some kind of playable build, like they just put out on their respective stores. Like. That's what uh, Game Awards did. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, they had those uh, like demos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just put it out. You know, it'd be a time demo. It'd be like only during the week of E3. Yeah. Smart. So has we can skip lines. Just you just play. have a server-based demo. That's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. Would be cool. Well, I think uh, that about does it for uh, episode 72. I uh, appreciate you guys as always. Um, you can catch this and our other episodes on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, wherever you like to listen. We don't judge. Whatever's best for you. Um, got some fun streams coming up. I think we'll get into some uh, Animal Crossing streams. I don't know if Tim plans on playing Doom at all. Uh, possibly. Maybe, possibly. I just kind of threw that at him because I it just came to mind. He's going to be doing more Resident Evil. Um, We're yeah. like three weeks away, guys. Three weeks. Oh, Resident Evil. Sorry, I'm so focused on the five days away um, for Animal Crossing that I can't really. Nemesis think of much is going to kill Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is getting canceled. Isabel would kill Nemesis. Easy. Easy. Maybe with kindness. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah thanks uh thanks again guys be safe with everything going on um you know stay inside play some games take care of each other we'll see you next time later guys thanks for listening to famcast be sure to subscribe for the latest episodes and follow us on twitch twitter and our other socials at for all mankind